Welcome to the Main Street to the World podcast, your passport to boundless travel inspiration and adventure. Brought to you by Coasters and Castles Travel, our podcast takes you on an exhilarating journey through a world of destinations and experiences. From the enchantment of Disney destinations and the thrills of Universal Studios parks and resorts, to the elegance of luxury travel and the tranquility of all-inclusive beach resorts. We delve into the diverse realms of travel. Join us as we explore the globe, sharing insights on theme park vacations, cruising, destination weddings, family travel, special needs travel, and so much more. Let your wanderlust be ignited and your horizons expanded as we unlock the treasures of travel together. And the hosts of the podcast are... Hi everyone, I'm April. I'm one of the owners of Coasters and Castles Travel and I love talking with you every week to tell you about our travel experiences and our opinions and recommendations. And I'm the proud mom of two kids that uh, love to travel with me. And hey everybody, I'm Whitney Maddox. Um, I have been a travel advisor with Coasters and Castles for seven years now. And um, I'm a homeschooling mom of two girls, so I always love to incorporate all that when we are in our travels. And we try to get down to Disney and other places every few months here and uh, keep all the good content coming to you so we can keep you updated on everything going on. And I'm Lynn. I'm the other owner of Coasts and Castles Travel. And I'm uh, kind of taking over the travel bug from my dad. My dad loved to travel. And never expected to be doing this in my life but this is where my path has has brought me we are you know exploring the world at this point now we started with areas we knew and checking out new destinations all the time and and happy to share that welcome back to the main street to the world podcast we do want to thank you for those likes shares and subscriptions and hopefully you're sending us those great um five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts, if you watch, if you listen to us through there. Um, so do want to just bring up a couple of things before we get started. Uh, we are going to be having some new suppliers coming in and chatting with you. Um, just want to let you know, we're expecting to have several different uh, suppliers that will be coming up over the next several months. Um, at some point, we'll be having a Barrow Star. We've had some trouble with scheduling them, so I do apologize for that. She was supposed to be for July, but that didn't work out. And then we also have into my list here. Uh, we're going to have Virgin Voyages come on, which is going to be so exciting because they're starting their sailing, um, their very first sailing on the Scarlet Lady out of the UK in just a couple of days. So that is super fun. Uh, we're going to have Visit Tampa Bay. Uh, they're a tourism board, and we should be able to get some great information about some pre and post hotel options for cruises, as well as other destinations you might want to visit in the Tampa Bay area. And then we do have our uh, our Iberostar already scheduled, and we'll be bringing you that over the next several months. Um, so tonight, we're going to talk about some activities that you can do in the late summer and uh, autumn at the, I'm just going to call it the Florida theme parks because we are going to include some Tampa in there. So it's not just Orlando. So we'll talk about some some items that you can do or activities that you can do in Disney, in Universal, in SeaWorld, and in Bush Garden. Um, and so we're going to kind of 
prerequisite that this information uh, is as of August 3rd. Um, April will be going to Boobash, which is going to be our first topic, on August 10th. So she will report back to us after the case on what her experience is for that. And then we'll talk a little bit about the Food and Wine Festival at Epcot. She'll be experiencing that as well. I'll experience a little bit of it, but not as much as she will. And so we can certainly share that information with you. But we can also share with you what has been released by Disney for those events as well. Um, We're going to talk a little bit about Halloween Horror Nights, which I may try to brave this year. I don't know. I conquered one fear this weekend, sort of. Sort of, not really. You did. Um, <laughs> Give yourself credit. Uh, you did. So just so everyone knows what happened, uh, April and I were at Cruise 360, uh, the conference, to learn about you know all the new things that are coming with cruising. And we had the opportunity to go on a an airboat ride in the Everglades. And I love alligators. Really, really cool. I was excited to see those. But I am terrified, absolutely terrified of snakes. And if you know, ever heard any of the news reports on the Everglades, they are overrun by Burmese pythons. And so I was terrified that I would see one while we were on the airboat. Um, and the night before, I legitimately had nightmares of snakes every single time I closed my eyes, including one where the very last one I had before I finally woke up for the for the re- for real uh, was that the guide on the airboat threw one at me and I actually made a noise. Just a dream. <laughs> didn't actually happen. Exactly. It did not. They would never do that. that. No, they didn't. And, they and it was that. a great time. I, now that we're talking, we might as well get put in a plug for it. So we went to Sawgrass Recreation Park in Florida, which is right in the Everglades. And it was a great ride. We got to do an airboat ride. And, you know, it, I've been going to Florida every year since 1997. And I've never done an airboat ride in the Everglades. Like, it just never happened. So it was really exciting to do that. We did see a huge gator, like yeah. totally off the rails here. But I mean, it was right next to the boat. Like you literally could have reached out and touched it. But I really like my hands. So I decided not to do that. <laughs> um, but it was actually I was a little intimidated seeing because, it, you know, it wasn't behind a fence or something. This was a wild animal. I mean, he I don't think he really could have jumped in the boat. But, you know, there wasn't a whole lot between us and him. No, uh, there wasn't. No, and he I swam mean, right up to the boat. He was not yeah. afraid of the boat. No, you literally, if I leaned over, I could have touched the gator, like, mm-hmm. it, without much effort. And so that was a little intimidating because he was, what, like, nine or ten feet? He was and, ten feet, I think. And least. he was very, you know, he was just kind of trolling around. And the, and the guide who was with us on the boat said, you know, they really spend most of their day doing not much of anything. And, I mean, for me, it looked like he was doing something because I felt like he was on patrol, but <laughs> maybe that's just him. You know, he's just checking it out, putting middle effort in, but it, it was, was another really airboat park fairly close to us as well. And it swam over to them as well. Oh, yeah. And it kind of went so. between the two boats. And so that was it was really cool to see that. I mean, they say, you know, the best time they do do nighttime um, so airboat early rides. morning and or nighttime because they're nocturnal. Right. So it makes sense that, you know, we were there. What, like 10 o'clock in the morning. So we only saw the one, um, but it was really nice. And they do like uh, rehabilitation, rescue and rehabilitation of reptiles that are, uh, have something wrong or have had an injury. And they do try to really re-release if it's all, at all possible. Um, so it was really a nice little facility. So I definitely recommend checking it out. And, you know, thank you so to them I'm gonna for having do, us out. I'm going to do my little plug for, animals here and tell everybody something that we learned when we were there. So if you feed an alligator, 
they will always expect to be fed by people. Always. So you are hurting them by doing that because then they become what's called a nuisance alligator. Mm -hmm. And by law in Florida, a nuisance alligator has to be killed or it has to go to a rehabilitation place if there's one that has room for them. Because they said alligators can live up to 100 years. Oh, my gosh. And they don't stop growing. Mm -hmm. We saw this one guy in there. He was 30 years old, this alligator. He was already 800 pounds. And they said for every foot they grow, it's 200 pounds mm-hmm. of alligator. My word. So please, people, do not feed the alligators because you are hurting them. You could be signing this alligator's death warrant. You know, I, I mean, I, you know, I, I understand, you know, that people want to be nice or whatever, but do not feed animals that are not your own. That's just not why, why a good idea. Why do people idea. want to feed gators, though? <laughs> I, I think want people to feed like everything. Well, and I think they like to watch them eat too. Ooh, you know, yeah, I would not be one of those people. I, you know, I, I'll I just might from a distance. <laughs> uh, I had a prior career that I was in pet retail for way too many years, and you know, there were people that would buy certain lizards because they wanted to watch them eat. Or snakes because they wanted to watch them eat because some can be, you know, pretty aggressive attackers and eaters. Um, And, you know, it's the wrong reason to have an animal. Absolutely. And I don't encourage that or support that. But it's just reality that, you know, people get excited to watch an animal aggressively eat. (laughs) Just seems like too big of an animal for me to watch eat. I get a a lizard. I I mean, I might get excited to watch them eat if it was something that's already in captivity. Right. (laughs) Uh, I mean, because honestly, the the guy that was doing this little talk with us, with there was two alligators in the pen. Mm -hmm. There was this big guy, and the big guy's name was Cannibal. So right there, it made me not want to see him. Uh, I like seeing him, but... and, and, And this person walked into the cage with him. And he said, yeah. he's not associating me with food. And somebody asked the question, well, why? He said, well, one, I'm not carrying a bucket. Two, I don't smell like it. I don't smell like the food that they usually get. So apparently alligators have really good senses of smell, which I didn't know that. Um, and then here's the other thing. There was a female in there and she had laid eggs about a month beforehand. And they had just taken the eggs out about a week or two ago. And she still thought they were there. And they took the eggs out because the, when the eggs hatch, you know, they could be eaten by the, the big alligator. Because alligators will eat their own. Mm-hmm. So daddy alligator might not decide, he, he might decide he's hungry and eat his babies. Yikes. But mama alligator is very protective. And so the 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 gentleman who was t- teaching us about this stuff was in the cage with the alligators. And he walks somewhat close to where she had laid the eggs. And he walked just to a certain point and she started coming over to that section. Mm-hmm. He took one more step. She started hissing. Yeah. He's like, I'm not going any further. Because she would have come out and after him, thinking her eggs were still there. So um, and one person said, well, why not give her some hard-boiled eggs? <laughs> you know what I'm thinking? Do you not think the hard-boiled eggs will actually like not smell after a little while? Right. You hard boil him does that mean um and he's like uh he's like no she can tell the difference she can smell them um so that was interesting but it was really cool we got i got to touch a baby alligator mm-hmm. that's cool um they brought a baby out that had been they were two years old and they were babies of this female i don't remember oh was it 
what was her name? Was it Chloe? I, feel like, I think Crystal. Crystal, you're right, Crystal. And the male was Cannibal. So these yes. babies were Crystal and Cannibal's babies. Mm-hmm. And they were two years old. And they were probably a foot and a half long. Little tiny things. And they taped them. And this is another thing I found interesting. You know how you see them put the electrical tape on their snout? Yeah. Because alligators have zero power when it comes to opening their mouth. So you can mm-hmm. put something little on there and it will, they can't open it. All their power is in closing their mouth. But they put the tape on upside down so the sticky side is up. So it doesn't hurt them at all when they put it on there, when they undo it. Which I was like, wow, that's really neat. I would never have thought of that. Mm-hmm. So it was really cool. And I know this is totally off topic, but it just kind of happened. Um, so, you know, we got to touch a little one. And then we saw some turtles and all that other stuff. I did see a big turtle out in the water. Uh, it was on the other side of the boat, so April didn't get to see it. But um, And apparently it was a soft-shelled turtle, but apparently is a member of the snapping turtle family. So it, too, can take off a finger. So those are our exploitation. So we'll talk about um, the Halloween Horror Nights. Now that we talk about alligators <laughs> a little bit. Um, we're going to talk about the different activities that they're currently running and will run this fall at Bush Gardens in Tampa. And then the activities that they're currently running and will be running in the fall at SeaWorld in Orlando. So um, let's start with Boo Bash. We've talked about it a little bit more. Um, maybe we'll do it this way, April. What are you looking forward to with Boobash? Oh my goodness. Um, well, of course, cause it's me. I'm hoping that they have a new popcorn bucket or super <laughs> cup out. So I'm really hopeful, but I'm really excited because I saw they're already putting the direct decorations up for Halloween. So it's going to be weird to be there. What's, you know, basically the first full week of August and there's Halloween decorations up. So that'll be interesting. But I'm really interested to see how this compares to we did uh, Villains After Hour Party in February. Uh, I think that was 2020, wasn't it? Or was it 2019? No, I think it was February 2020 that we did it. Um, yes, okay. I'm like, the years are just blurring together because last year was so crazy. But I, I'm interested to see how that compares to judge between that and then what's typically Mickey's not so scary Halloween party. Um, you will be able to trick or treat. So we'll see how the protocols kind of fit in with that. Um, because right now in Disney, you do have to wear masks indoors, but not outdoors. Uh, I haven't heard mention of them putting in like the social distancing markers or that, but I'm sure they're still encouraging people to not cluster too much. Um, so I, I'm really just excited because they haven't leaked a lot of information about it. Like you don't know what kind of special treats will be out. I love the merch. So I'll definitely be going in the shops. This is, you know, a different event. It does run August 10th through October 31st. So right through Halloween. And it is only a three hour event. So August 10th, which is the first night, is going to be from nine to midnight. Um, and you don't need a park reservation to attend the event. And if you're going to the event, you can get into Magic Kingdom as early as seven o'clock without a park reservation, which is the event ticket. It is a separately ticketed event. So that's important. to me. So I'm just kind of interested to experience everything because, again, it's a first time event of this particular kind. But I've sampled the other events to see, you know, what's different. Um, and the nice thing, you get the trick or treating like you do with the Halloween party. But like with after hours parties is they do give you. Um, there's the single serve boxes of popcorn are unlimited. Mickey ice creams are unlimited. So if you like Mickey, Mickey ice cream sandwiches or the Mickey premium bars, you can eat yourself silly, um, with ice creams. And then also, um, bottles of the Coke diet, Coke Sprite and Dasani water. 
is all unlimited. So, so it's interesting, you know, kind of the mix of the two and we'll see there, as far as I know, there's not going to be any special fireworks for the night. Um, and, but they will have character cavalcades, So they will have some special character cavalcades. So I'm really excited to see that. I want to see my villains. So we'll see. Yeah. I can't wait to see what comes out of the first one. I don't have any plans to go to this. I see there's not too many dates left. I guess September has a decent amount, but, um, it was selling out pretty quickly. It seemed. Today's Main Street to the World episode is proudly brought to you by Coasters and Castles Travel. Ready to bring your travel dreams to life? Look no further. Coasters and Castles Travel is your ultimate full-service agency, specializing in a wide range of travel experiences. From Disney destinations and Universal Studios parks and resorts, to cruises, ocean, river, expedition, and luxury. All-inclusive resort vacations, luxury escapes, European adventures, destination weddings, group travel, special needs travel, adult-only getaways, and of course, family adventures. Our team of expert travel advisors is here to craft the perfect journey for you. Whether you're seeking thrilling theme park experiences or luxurious cruises, every detail will be tailored to perfection. And if the world of travel planning beckons you. Coasters and Castles Travel is currently welcoming applications for travel advisors. For more details, explore www.travelcnc.com or reach out via email at info at travelcnc.com. Now let's dive back into the excitement. Yeah, yeah, I think they have smaller amounts than they did with um, the regular Halloween party. So I think that's going to make a big difference. And yeah, and I don't even I wonder if they even have um, like based on the capacity that they're currently running at. I don't even know if they have that that many of like, say, I don't know, let's say the last capacity officially I had heard about was 35%. I'm pretty sure they're higher than that now. But let's say it was 35%. And let's say the capacity for the Christmas party was, um, you know, 20,000 based on what we've seen on numbers recently when we looked that up. Um, you know, that would be, what, 7,000 people? Mm-hmm. So I don't even know if they're doing, you know, that many. So Yeah, you're uh, going to the, to the first show, right, April? Yes. Yeah. So, Tuesday night will be the first night. So in a week from when we're recording, I will be this time I will be at Boobash. Yeah. So, I'm excited to see what you think. I, I'm really excited for it. And I just, I can't even believe like, again, we're already thinking Halloween. Like that's crazy. <laughs> it is a little crazy. Everybody has moved up their Halloween dates. Like pretty soon yeah. it's going to be, you know, you're going to go right from July 4th into Halloween. I know. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah. So, um, and then, International food and wine, or do we want to talk the other things that are going on right now? I mean, that's going on right now, so we can just do that one. Yeah. Yeah. So Epcot International Food and Wine Festival presented by Corksicle. So huge, long mouthful of a name. So let's have Whitney explain what Corksicle is. Well, yeah, Corksicle is, 
you know, its own brand of cups and stuff. So they're like the insulated cups. Um, I know like one of the first places I think Disney had them was at Wine Bar George. You could get like one of his frozen um, wines from their restaurant and it would come in the Corksicle. So it stays nice and cold. Um, So that is who is sponsoring the Food and Wine Fest. I'm excited about that. Um, They're serving... I think it's at Shimmering Sips is the name of the booth that they're going to be having, like, the one corksicle that you could get that comes with. Um, I don't know if it's champagne that's in it. I should have paid more attention to that. Um, but, yeah, so you can get your very own corksicle. And they're a great – it's a great souvenir to bring home. So I'm excited about that. That's, like, number one on my list of things to get. Okay, so my next question to you fans of these Epcot festivals is, is there anything new this year from the festival offerings that you are especially looking forward to or even that you want to mention that's different from other years? Because I don't do the festival as often as you guys do, so I wouldn't know what's new from what's old. Yeah, there's a lot of new things. Uh, One of the new things is the noodle booth. Um, which has like all Thai and I think it's Thai like inspired dishes. Um, I think I kind of touched on this one of our other podcasts, but I have to find, let me find it so I can read to you what's on it because it's, I'm really excited about that. And there's a one that has lots of lobster dishes, which I'm excited about too. Okay. I like that then. (laughs) It depends though what they do to the lobster. Yeah. As long as April gets her uh, funnel cake, she'll be happy. Gotta have a funnel cake. Oh, funnel cake and anything that's the the creamsicle type things. He's a big fan there. Pretty much most things sweet. She's the dessert aficionado. I am. I have a sweet tooth. Savory stuff, I'm definitely much more picky. Although I I, I have to say I've got my own sweet tooth. Yeah, you really can't talk too much, have to say. Because you're right there with me hand in hand on a lot of this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, another reason for me to skip the festivals. No, don't skip the festivals. They're so fun. I'll gain twenty pounds instead of five. No. Oh, another another one of the booths is the the wing brew wing booth, which has all kinds of different chicken wings, which I think sounds so good too. Garlic garlic parm wings, barbecue wings, teriyaki sesame wings, traditional buffalo wings. Um, I'm just. I'm excited for that. I'm not There's- a huge wing person unless they're the ones that my mom used to make that I still make. Um, I've which- never made wings like, home, oh my like goodness. at home. They, well, I don't know if you'd like these because they are definitely sweet. Um, I, so I, I probably would. They have, this is going to sound weird. First of all, you have to buy the frozen wingettes that mm-hmm. you get in the, soup, in the supermarket. Um, it's in a big bag. You put them in, you keep them frozen until you're ready to cook them. You literally put them in ice crystals and all, and then you put some tang, powdered tang over it. Oh my gosh, okay. Then some teriyaki, and then either honey or maple syrup. Yeah, I would like those. That sounds good to me. And um, and then you cook them. If you do them in the oven, usually I do it for a, a couple of hours. And I can't, the problem is I can't tell anybody measurements on them. Because That's okay, I don't. something you know, you know? Yeah. I just, I just know. Um, yeah, you're gen- be generous is basically all I say with all that stuff. And cause you want to make sure it keeps liquid. And I usually put them in the oven at like 400 degrees for a couple of hours. Yeah. That sounds good. 
and they cook up really nice. So those are the ones I like, but I don't even like the Chinese chicken wings. No. Well, there's of all of the sweet things to eat at Food and Wine, there's also the donut box, which I don't think was that there before. I don't, I don't know. Think I would so. remember if the donut box was there. Uh, loves I donuts. I don't think so, but someone can certainly correct me on it's that. Weird, though, I don't it, remember it. It doesn't say that it's like new, but they have a candy jar donut that has like M&M Snickers and Twix on it. Oh, I saw a picture of that. That's like That sounds pretty intense. Crazy. And they have a sriracha glazed donut. Oh, that's up <laughs> your alley. Not. And Chris, one that has crispy chicken on it. So see, I Ew. would like that. Ew, so no I love like chicken and waffles. Yes, I love chicken and waffles. I, I don't understand that. Oh, it's so I don't good. totally either. Like I like waffles, I like chicken and I've actually had chicken and waffles together and I don't I don't really understand it other than I like both tastes, so I don't I don't understand why one really makes the other better. It's just but. I feel like it has to be done right too cuz I have had chicken and waffles that were not like I don't know. Something about it wasn't done right. I like when it's spicy though. I like spicy chicken and waffles. I'm sure. Although the funny thing is, is I can't understand it, but yet I learned a long time ago that some of the best fried chicken is actually made with pancake mix. Yes. Not, you don't mix the pancake mix. You right. literally use it in lieu of flour. Right. And it makes a fabulous fried chicken. Yes. It's the coating on it. Yes. I exactly. can see that. That was you know, really So you do good. your egg wash and then you use the, 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 um, the other stuff, the, the, my dad taught me that, which is kind of funny. I was like, what? And I tried it. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so good because it has a sweeter um, taste to it. Yeah. So really, really good. Okay, Lynn, this is for you. Lobster landing. Okay, talk to me. Okay. New England lobster tail with lobster bisque sauce. Yep, but no sauce. Lobster chowder with bacon, corn, potatoes, and oyster crackers. And a baked lobster dip with Old Bay chips. Hmm. That might be interesting, depending on what they cook it with. That would be interesting. I mean, Obey, I know what Obey is, but I wonder what they are baking the lobster with, what kind of seasonings. And I would love the lobster tail if it just didn't have the sauce on it, because I don't, I, I, I'm not a big, I'm, I don't like bisque. My mother used to make tomato bisque and all that stuff, and I never liked it. Well, you could probably ask for it without the sauce, I would assume. Yeah. For that one. They also have a mac and cheese booth, which is new. They're going to have all kinds of different mac and cheese, truffle mac and cheese, cowboy mac and cheese, which has smoked pork belly, brisket burnt ends, pickled peppers, and onion straws. That sounds good to me. And the noodle exchange, that's the one that I was Mm. really wanting. So that's like, I love like um, ramen and like pho bowls. So this has like a spicy Vietnamese beef pho with like mushrooms and beef, um, a shrimp and coconut curry, rice noodles and shiitake mushrooms and Thai basil. So I will definitely be trying like every one of those. And my friend Erin, who's a local, um, she posted about the noodle exchange and they got like one of each one to try. Um, and the portions were huge. So it was a good, they're only five fifty. Um, I think let's see, the most expensive <clears throat> one is the shrimp one, which is six twenty-five. So it looked like a good deal too. Cause sometimes you get like a food and wine thing and it's like super small and you're like, oh, that was nice for seven dollars. <laughs> so it looked mm-hmm. like this was a pretty good bang for your buck too. See, here's my whole thing with that. If we've talked about this before, I don't eat a lot at one sitting. So um because of that, 
I always end up spending the, a, a large amount and never finish my meal. Yeah. So at least I'm spending a large amount and I can actually finish it. Right. Yeah. You're getting With a little. Canada, when they had those um, filet medallions. Yes. That was like the perfect size for me. Yeah. And I was like, this is perfect. April probably could have used two. You know what I mean? Because she definitely eats more like a normal person than I do. Um, but it, it was those were so good. I have to say they were really good. were really good. They weren't right. overcooked, um, which is one of those things. I mean, they weren't as rare as I like them. You know what I mean? But because you can't go up there and say, "Okay, can I have my fillet rare?" <laughs> you know, what I mean? know. But they didn't yeah. serve them well done. So, which was really nice. Um, I really enjoyed the fact that they weren't. I th- did. You have that like earlier in the night. We did. We did have it fairly early. It was or still light out in the day. I feel like that's yeah. like. That's one thing that you can't go get like in the last couple hours of the festival because they've been sitting under the heat lamp way too long. <laughs> you need to get oh, okay. that like first thing when they're out hmm. um, or when you see that they're like refilling it. Because if you go and they're all just sitting there, like they're kind of tough and a little over. Oh, okay. Well, we got lucky then. It's a little tip for you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> like I said, I don't do a lot of the festivals. So, yeah. Um, April, what, what, uh new things are you looking forward to there so one thing that i always do and with the trip that i'm going on next week i'm excited because my brother and his wife and their daughter who's six well now six and a half is going and so we are going to be doing remy's hide and squeak which is the scavenger hunt that they have every year so it's not really new the prizes are new um but it'll be new because we're doing it with her so, because she's never done it before. Uh, I'm slowly brainwashing her into a Disney-obsessed child. <laughs> Not really taking a lot of effort, but... Good job. No, oh yeah, no. She Right now, she says she wants to grow up to work in Animal Kingdom and work with the animals. Like, There's my girl, animals and Disney. Like, yes. she is the perfect little princess. Um, so, we're definitely going to do the Hide and Squeak event. And I saw that this year they do a bulls. But one change I did see, which is not necessarily for the better, is now um, the boards are $9.99. So, every year they're kind of increasing in price, as things do. Wow. Um, that's, get, like, there's, that's like kind of a – weren't they like six-something? So, I think when I first started doing them, they were five ninety nine or six ninety nine each. And then they were seven ninety nine. And last year they were eight ninety nine. And now okay. being at nine ninety nine, it's actually starting to get to the point where – because usually – I will get more than one. So here's like a tip with doing that is I don't, I like the boards perfect. Like if I get more than one, then I'll have one that I actually do. And we put the stickers in the right place. And I have one that I leave not done because I like things perfect. Um, But I also like to get more than one of the prizes. Right. So you can go and buy the board and just say, okay, I'm pretending that I've completed this. And I want to pick out my prize. So normally I will get more than one of the prizes because I like them. Now that it's like, you know, 10 bucks a piece, I'm starting to think like, oh, do I really need that for 20 bucks? Right. Um, You know, now it's starting to resonate a little bit more for me that I think it's almost pricing me out of getting more than one. Yeah. So I did see. But what was neat is they have these cute little bowls they're doing. And one actually has Mickey and Minnie on it, which is unusual. Usually it's kind of one or the other. So I think that's what I'm going to pick for my prize, but I don't think I'm going to need a second one. Are they know. like the um, similar, I guess, material is the right word of the flower and garden ones? They're like melamine or whatever they're called. Like they're like I, a hard plasticky kind of. Probably. I honestly don't know. 
And they're I just tell one you next week what they're made out of. Yeah, it, as far as I know, it is it is just one. Um, and there's a Remy one, a Figment one, the Mickey and Minnie, and then it's completely escaping me. With Not Orange Bird. No, because Orange Bird is um, Flower and Garden. Yeah, it's gonna bother you. I think she's looking it up. Yeah, so it's Mickey and Minnie, Remy, Figment, and then one with Belle from Beauty and the Beast. That's interesting. So, yeah, so a couple of different, like, you know, I haven't seen the Princesses Incorporated. So this is Belle, but with her, you know, non-princess, the just the blue and white um, outfit. And then it's a really cute one with Mickey and Minnie. So I know they're nice designs, but I'm like, I don't know, 10 bucks. It might be too much. We'll see. Yeah, but, but then there'll be, those like four, there'll be those bowls you never had before. That's true, but I never get the full sets. So I did for actually for Flower and Garden this year. I got two of them when I was there earlier. And then when we were back there the end of June, I wanted to get the other two. But at that point, they had changed the prizes. So I only got one more of the other because they were the water bottles. So I just got one of those. But I wanted to get another one because it, it was nice for Flower and Garden because you did get the two plates. Right. So that was nice. But yeah, the bowls, I think, are just singular and they're probably plastic, but I can't totally tell. So I'm, I'm, we'll see next week. Yeah, for for Flower and Garden, like I got two of the maps and then Lindsay got two of the maps. So we each got two and then we swapped. So we all came, we each came home with like the set of four of them. <laughs> see, that's brilliant. It was, it I was, was very totally brilliant. on that. If there were any doubles, I'm willing yeah. to do that trade off with anybody if anybody wants to send me a message. Yeah, I think that's um, interesting too that they have Belle on there because I did see um, like a there's a lot of merchandise that has Belle on it for for um, food and wine fest this year. So and there's like a whole be our guest collection. So they mm-hmm. had a lot of like I think there's like a platter with Lumiere on it, which is cute. And I even saw like a Dooney and Burke print that had Belle and all the characters on it, which I, I wonder if they're. Cool. Yeah, maybe it's just because they're really trying to build up the France Pavilion yeah. with all the attention it's going to get because of Ratatouille that opens on October 1st. Yeah. Um, that it's just going to have that much more uh, people going to that pavilion that they're just trying to point out, yeah. you know, Beauty and the Beast there too. So, yeah, I don't that's know. cool. Yeah, it is cool. So, definitely going to be doing that. Any last thoughts on flower, uh, food and wine? Nope, just can't wait to eat all the things and drink all the things. So, I'm actually going to do a message from our sponsor while we're kind of changing subjects. So uh, the podcast is sponsored by Coasters and Castles Travel, which full disclosure, April and I are owners of the agency. And Whitney is one of our senior vacation specialists. Um, We are full service. We talk a lot about Disney and Universal, but we do um, sell more than just that. We do have uh, ocean and river cruising. We have all-inclusive resorts, and next year, um, starting in 2022, we're going to start. We're going to have three new areas of specialties that are opening up. So we're going to have Europe, which April will be heading up. We're going to have destination weddings and luxury, which I'll be heading up. So we're going to have lots more opportunities for both our clients and for potential travel advisors. And speaking of that, we have reopened our recruiting for the last time this year. We will be accepting applications through September 30th of 2021. Uh, so if you have thought about becoming a travel advisor or you you know want to work with destination weddings, uh, luxury travel, if you want to specialize in European travel, 
Um, we are going to be bringing folks in uh, to start training for that. It, those will take a little bit longer uh, to train because there's a lot more to learn on those. Um, so those folks will be able to start training and be ready to really kind of get started in uh, January. So if you are interested in that, or if you still want to, you know, be a travel advisor that specializes in theme parks or cruising or all-inclusives, um, reach out to us at info at travelcnc.com or go to the website and go under the About Us and then Join Us page. And you'll be able to get a started information. There is a link on there that brings you to a video that talks a little bit more about these opportunities. <clears throat> And so we are excited about that. Um, and if you are looking to plan a vacation, we currently have 53 agents that are happy to assist you. And our agents do go through an extensive training program, as well as the people we choose have extensive travel experience, because that's something that we're really looking for. Um, so, you know, our agents work really, really hard uh, to bring an amazing vacation to you. And they are definitely available to assist you. So for that, you can also reach out to us at info at travelcnc.com. You can go to our website, which is travelcnc.com. Or you can call our 800 number at 844-422-8785. So back to the show. Okay, ladies. Um, <clears throat> we want to go on over to talk about Halloween Horror Nights? Absolutely. Okay. Um, have any houses been announced yet? Yes, four of them have. Okay. What are they? Um, all right. We have the Texas Chainsaw Massacre House. Which not I doing. Will whippy, not, whippy, whippy. I will also not be going to this. Let me just say, I have not been to Horror Nights, but I'm planning to go when I'm down there uh, in September or October. My sister is coming. Uh, my sister is coming with me. And she is like a diehard horror fan. Like she and Nick love horror stuff. They love haunted houses. I'm kind of like, I'm okay. I don't really want you to like touch me, which I don't think they're allowed to do. So I'm, yeah. I'm good with that. I don't like haunted houses where they're literally like pulling at you. Yeah, um, so yeah, I'm not about that, but I'm still, I need to figure out a sitter for the children while we're down there. Cause it is for like 13 and over is what they recommend. Cause it's some scary stuff. So, um, but anyways, that being said, I, I will not be going into the Texas chainsaw massacre house. I will, however, be going into the haunting of Hill house house. Um, I don't know if either of you have watched that on Netflix. I don't watch any scary. No, I haven't seen the Netflix. I, I saw the movie. Okay. Uh, and I, I do like horror. I like supernatural. I don't like a lot of gore. Yeah. So that's there was... my thing. I don't like the kill em, killing, you know, craziness. Yeah. You yeah. Know, like, uh, like the Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. yeah. like Or, you know, the movies that just give you, you know, a hundred different ways on how to kill a person. Right. I, I really, I, we've got enough bad things in the world. No one needs any new ideas. Um, but I like supernatural. Well, Haunting of Hill House is hands down one of my favorite shows I'm that I have watch ever it. watched. I was just, right. I just binge watched it. Oh, it was so good. Not uh, gory okay. or anything. Just super, right. super spooky. Leaves you on the edge of your seat. Like what is happening? So I'm very excited about that one. Um, the Bride of Frankenstein Lives is another house. I might be able to do that one. Yeah, you I think be I able to do that one too. And the I Beetlejuice think... house. I think we can oh, do Beetlejuice. That'll, that'll, that'll be cute. Good. I just actually watched Beetlejuice on the plane. 
coming back from we flew American, so it must have been when we went to PTM. Yeah. Yeah. So we just came back from Lauderdale too, but that was on Southwest. So it looks like there's six more that will be being announced soon. They just say Mm -hmm. coming soon. So we will see um, what those are. But Halloween Horror Nights runs September 3rd to October 31st. Um, I'm excited to give it a try. (laughs) It it was more fun. You like for me again, I don't like haunted houses. I don't I don't like like the jump scares and that type of thing. Yeah. I don't like being startled. Um, but so I was nervous the first time I did Halloween Horror Nights, which was two years ago. But I liked it. Yeah. You know, because it wasn't that bad. You've got to really, you know, you, you can put your mind into the right framework to to convince yourself, you know, it's not real. None of the scare actors can touch you. They can come really close. Well, now who knows with COVID how close they can get, honestly. I they know, may the not one- be able to. The one good thing of COVID, they probably yeah. can't get right in no. my face anymore. <laughs> because even, um, you know, I'm sure they'll even be behind like plexiglass or something. Who knows? So yeah. you may not be able to get that close. Even like the scare zones, they may still have to keep a distance. And when I went through, I just, if you act afraid, they're going to play on it more. Because I saw people that would get scared and then they kind of built into it. So it was more entertaining for everybody else. Um but, you know, for me, like if they approached me, I just honestly said hi to them and they left me alone. Hi. <laughs> I'm, like, oh. I'm like, oh, you look great. <laughs> and, and they and they left me alone. So, Is this the trick? I'll have to. <laughs> you know, so really, that, that's it. And, you know, because I wasn't afraid. So therefore, it wasn't as much fun to bother me because I wasn't acting afraid. Oh, that's so, funny. You gotta kind of and and I didn't really like the scare zones were scary, but they weren't. Right. Like I mean, the the makeup effects are are amazing, and the houses are amazing. The details and in the houses, the first time that I went through, I was like the leader of our group, but at the time you could be near other groups, so I tried to stay as close as possible to the group in front of me. Right. So therefore, they would get the jump scares, which is when a scare actor jumps out at you in the haunted house. And they would get it, or at least I would see ahead as to when they're coming, and I could prepare myself and avoid that spot, you know, as much as you can. Because you can kind of anticipate. Like, you'll see windows, um, you know, in the haunted house, and if there's a window, chances are there's a scare actor somewhere behind it in the darkness. And if if a window is on a corner, then there's another window in the other corner that the scare actor is going to get you. So there's a little tip. Um, And so I anticipated, but last year I did do, they did have two houses last year. And I did do the walkthrough, but because of COVID, you had to be social distance. So I did the house, let's see, it was Tooth Fairy, and then it was one other, and the one other that I walked through, I can't even remember now um, what the house was. But I had to do it all by myself, because I was in the park by myself, and you had to stay social distance. So I couldn't get up close to the group in front of me. Um, So I still tried to keep them in my sight line, so that way I could kind of anticipate and again, at that time, they did have the scare actors behind plexiglass. So, you know, they can come up, they can bang on them. They certainly make a lot of loud noises and they do try to startle you, but it's not as bad because they couldn't get in your face. Um, so it's a different experience, but that's kind of my tips. I know I've heard one other person recommend that if you kind of just look at the ground and cover your ears so you're not hearing the noises, because there's definitely a lot of loud noises. So if you're sensitive with the loud noises or if you're sensitive to like strobe lights, lighting effects... Um, those are things that might bother you in the houses because those are certainly some of the effects they use. Um, the houses are 
they're not bad. Like for me, I'm not going to go in and text in Texas Chainsaw. Now I'm going to have to watch Haunting at Hill House on Netflix. And therefore I'm going to want to go in the house. It's so um, good. Bri- yeah. The Bride of Frankenstein. Like I did the classic monsters house two years ago. Yeah. And Lynn, you would be able to do that. Like if you're not scared by Frankenstein and you no. know Dracula and all that, you'll be fine. Um, like, like the old Dracula stuff? Yeah. No. Yeah, and that's what, Some like, the new stuff. Movie. Like, I don't even like to watch that movie with Kiva Sutherland when he was a vampire. Oh, um, Lost Boys. Yeah, Lost I don't Boys? like that movie. Oh, yeah, I do like it. I've that seen movie, it, but... but I don't like it. That gives me the creeps and that gives <laughs> yeah. me a nightmare. I think you know this will probably. Because Dracula is kind of, how do I say it? Kind of campy in a way. You know what I mean? Um, They don't look. They don't look real. Real, like a like a real vampire, mm-hmm. but the other one does. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lost Boys, even though I know they're not real, it it still freaked me out. Um, and sometimes, honestly, certain musics can freak me out, like Stranger Things. I lasted literally thirty seconds in that, and I'm like, nope, too creepy. Oh my gosh, uh, that is one that I hope is back. This I year know that was a good house. I really, really want to go to that, and I would yeah. think. I mean, they've had three seasons. You would think that they could have a house again. So I mean, where it was so popular, I'd be kind of surprised if they don't at all. But I know, um, yeah, the last house they did incorporated like the last two seasons. So we'll see. But it was a really cool house. And Beetlejuice, I'm sure, will be an amazing house. That yeah, be so I much can fun. handle Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice isn't scary at all. They will, they will probably have the Beetlejuice snake in it, though. Yeah, but that's not even really a snake. Okay. <laughs> all right. I just saw the just- movie. I, okay, as long as, yeah, so, because I know last year they had the um, tribute store for Halloween Horror Nights, and they had a Beetlejuice room, and they did have, like, the giant snake figure in the room, so I'm sure they'll have the snake yeah, in the But he doesn't really even look but, like a snake. Yeah, you know no, I mean? it's, yeah, Beetlejuice. It's, it's so. like, weird. So, like I said, I just saw the movie, and it didn't bother me in there, so I'm okay. Um, you know what I mean? So, I like, even toy snakes, if they look real, will bother me. <laughs> No, I'm serious. Like my brother had one what? of those. This, this didn't I make it didn't me <laughs> But my brother had and like a, one of those stuffed ones that's like ten feet long. Yeah, and it, it was bright neon green. That one didn't bother me because it didn't look real. It's when they look real that I'm like, no, we can't even do it. Like I wouldn't even pick up the rubber ones in the in the store when it was when I was working in the bookstore because those ones creep me out. So somebody else had to pick up those if the kids were playing with them and they left them around the store. So I'd be like, um, somebody pick up the rubber snake. And <laughs> you know what I mean? I knew it was, but just touching it skeeved me out. So, um, <clears throat> but yeah, I could do those too. Um, and the funny thing is, is I honestly used to love haunted houses. Literally, it was one season of Spooky World. I had been in the houses. I went to walk in again and I got so creeped out. And like literally felt this instant terror and I couldn't move another step. And I haven't been in one since, you know, and that was like almost 20 years ago now, <laughs> actually over 20 years ago now. So some kind of crazy. Some haunted houses are so scary. So I, I can understand. Yeah. yeah well, I never I, liked them. I, I'm just, because like, I don't, I've never liked horror movies ever. I didn't watch them as a teenager or anything like that because I get nightmares. I get nightmares on my own. I don't need to give any anything you know it's like my husband watched this movie a couple weeks ago that about this basically this grizzly bear that would kill people and that bothered me oh uh, <laughs> i wouldn't like that but i mean it was really like s- s- hunting out people so it was something was wrong with it but um <laughs> i would feel bad because then i'm sure the bear got probably killed yes he did 
so I wouldn't like But that. he killed like 50 people. So. It was a murderous bear, April. It's okay. <laughs> and it's not like, you know, these people did anything to him first, so. He was a he was a mean, <laughs> murderous bear. Well, maybe he had like psychological problems. Maybe well, he needed some help. He needed help and no one would get him help. Obviously. How do you help a grizzly bear, though? <laughs> they don't really talk very well. There could he be, can't there tell you what's wrong. There's a support group somewhere. <laughs> I'm sure there is. Uh, probably was rabid so um anywho um okay so any other things at universal this fall that you want to talk about i think that's all we kind of know right now we don't have a lot of details yet i don't think they've announced any of the scare zones they haven't no i did see something about jack the clown which i have to say i do have a phobia of clowns so i don't know if he just kind of like runs around or he may be in a scare zone he's contained uh but i will be doing my best to avoid jack the clown because i don't see i don't i don't don't understand the whole fear clowns thing well i mean have you why don't you google jack the clown and then look at his face and see even if he has a i've seen pictures of clowns that have really creepy faces, but I don't understand being scared of them. Well, he looks like a killer. And also my dad, Bob Baldwin, you're still in trouble for this. Let me watch it (laughs) when I was like, when I was like a very small child. Oh, yeah. No, that's not good. And it scarred me for life. For life. Ever since then. And he he feels bad about it, I know. I'm always like... I don't read Stephen King. I don't watch Stephen King again, the whole nightmares. Just, just an scary. example. When I was nine, I saw Jaws. Oh yeah, and I literally saw Jaws all night long. Yeah, I was at one point literally was like in a catatonic state because I was awake, but still in the nightmare. I couldn't get out of it, and I was at my friend's house because I would spend a week at my friend's house every summer, and her mom had taken me to to see, taken us to see it. And in, I really believed that I was in a dinghy, and my bed was a dinghy. And that my friend's bed was the dock and I had to go to the bathroom and I was sitting up in bed and her mother came in the room and goes, are you okay? Or what's the matter? I'm like, I have to go to the bathroom. She goes, get up and go. I'm like, I can't. The shark's there. And I really believe the shark was there. So I ended up jumping onto my friend's bed and then, you know, go to the bathroom. By the time I came back, I was awake enough to be able to walk to my own bed. But yeah, I know. I, and even later, years later, when I saw Jaws 2, I would literally run out of the room every time the dun 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 movie music came on. And I stayed for one part, and that was the part where the shark got the helicopter. And I saw that all night long. So, yeah, no. <clears throat> this has been a thing my whole life where I'd get nightmares from that stuff. So. Well, that's how I feel about the clowns, so. Oh, I'm, I, I don't understand it because I don't. I don't have that happen from clowns, but I don't begrudge anybody their phobias. Trust me. I've got a pretty severe one with my snakes. So mm-hmm. I just don't <clears throat> like clowns. They don't scare me, but I don't find them funny. I just don't like them. Oh, they're not so, funny. They're just, I, I, I don't, I don't find like slapstick humor and that funny. So I just, no. I don't think clowns are funny. And <laughs> so I just avoid them. Anyway. Okay. So let's go over to Tampa. April, what do we have on the docket for um, Bush Gardens? So there's a few things going on at Bush Gardens right now. They have their Bush Gardens Summer Nights, which is running through September 6th. And this is for guests can stay late in the park and enjoy 
world-class roller coasters, electrifying entertainment throughout the park, and extended hours at Busch Gardens Tampa Bay. And you can see the biggest, brightest fireworks show, the all-new Spark, a nighttime spectacular with special effects and explosive fireworks. Mm -hmm. So that's running through September 6th. So that's fun. Something Mm -hmm. different. And then while they're doing that, you can also go to the uh, Busch Gardens Beer Fest, which is weekends, Friday, Saturday, Sundays, August 13th through October 31st. And it is happening on Labor Day as well. So every weekend, park guests can toast delicious brews and coast on epic thrill rides at Busch Gardens Beer-Inspired Food Festival. So they can sip seasonal beverage offerings and savor new recipes featuring fan-favorite breweries. And beer flows through the park in an all-new beer trail, weaving between iconic coasters, live local music, and fascinating animal habitats while incorporating fan-favorite restaurants, outdoor event cabins, and the new giraffe bar. Uh, And let me see, what is giraffe bar? Oh, so while taking in panoramic views of African animals on the Serengeti Plain, you can sit and enjoy curated frozen specialty drinks and handcrafted cocktails, Florida craft brews, and domestic favorites. So oh, you could get your, your mocktail um, daiquiri there. See, probably can go get a mocktail and look at all the animals, which would make me happy. I'm that sounds in like for anything fun. Animal. I think that would be a lot of fun. So it's a, it's a spacious indoor-outdoor venue, offers shaded and air-conditioned comfort. Lynn can go. And plenty of space for physical distancing. So see, there's something for everyone. Um, The giraffe bar also features multiple TVs. So sports fans can see their favorite teams and your family can go ride roller coasters. So see, I could send my son riding all the roller coasters. I can sit, have a nice non-alcoholic, maybe an alcoholic drink. Look at all the animals. Lynn can be appreciating the air conditioning and Whitney can eat all the alcoholic drinks that we're not finishing. Well, Um, I like animals too. I will try them all. So, see, we could all do this. So, I'll get my I'll get my strawberry frozen strawberry margarita, and then you can have the rest of it. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I love some margaritas. Uh, And then, Bush Gardens, of course, is doing their Halloween. So, Bush Gardens Hello Scream Tampa Bay is running select dates September 10th through October 31st. Now, this is a scary event. Um. And I haven't attended this yet, so I'm going to have to try to get there one of these trips. So it says this will be running for 28 nights, and they will also have scare zones and haunted houses. And there'll be three new haunted house experiences. And you know they've announced at least one that I'll share. So it says fear returns to its most immersive form with the return of iconic horror-filled haunted houses to terrify guests. So park guests will find nowhere to hide as zombies, deranged clowns, uh uh-oh. Werewolves and new surprises stalk their prey throughout eight scare zones and unpredictable roaming hordes lurk in the darkness. Beyond the haunts, killer entertainment can be found on stage with fiends returning to the festival field and last year's best kept secret, the Rolling Bones, performing electrifying rock covers at Dragonfire Grill. Oh, I'd like that. Yeah, so that's fun. And then, let me see. So for Haunted Houses, oh, it looks like they have announced a new one since I last checked. Um, So there's the Forgotten. And this is, victims will be drawn into a hidden world beyond the rubble and rocks of an unsuspecting quarry. 
where dark secrets lurk in the shadows. Just beyond a hidden gutter entrance, the legend of the human uprising is revealed as a swarm of starving vampires plot their imminent revenge. Yeah, I think I'm all set with that. (laughs) Will those who enter return to the world of the living, or are they destined to become the newest minion of the Forgotten Army? So, and then they have cell block zombies, which I don't like zombies. I I don't like zombie movies. I don't like zombies. I don't like zombies. Um, So this says, welcome to Purgatory Penitentiary, where afterlife sentences are served with a Incarceration is just the beginning as maniacal guards shuffle fresh meat down dark and lawless paths for processing. Surviving the prison yard yields leads to maximum security and confinement that is anything beyond solitary. There are only two options for inmates here, break out alive or be devoured in detention. That one's interesting. And then this newest one I haven't seen yet is Deathwater Bayou Blood Moon. So the voodoo chants have died off, replaced by blood-curdling howls and your screams. Dark magic has manifested into darker curses as ravenous werewolves claw their way through the bayou on the hunt for human flesh. Beneath the midnight sky, the moonlight reveals glowing eyes, blood-stained teeth, and an inescapable fate for all who enter the swamp. So these are scary events. And again, there's something that, you know, you want a teenager or older is recommended you know, certainly if you're bringing younger children, you know your children, so you know what they can tolerate. But Bush Gardens is definitely a scary Halloween. I think I'm 0 for 3 on that one. Yeah. <laughs> you're, not, you're not going. <laughs> no. I would I wouldn't like the zombie one. I would do Death Water by you. I mean werewolves aren't dark. Yeah, no. You know, you can um no, I'm afraid of dogs. Never mind werewolves. Yeah, they're sad. <laughs> so not all dogs, but yeah, so there's a lot going on in Bush Gardens for the next couple months. Yes, there is. And did you say they have one more thing in the fall? No, after that, well, that, that was two. it for Bush Gardens. Okay, so. and now yep. we have SeaWorld sea in World. Orlando. Mm-hmm. Yeah, SeaWorld has a lot of haunted houses, too. So SeaWorld and Bush Gardens are the same, like, parent company. So their Hallow Scream is works the same. So, so SeaWorld obviously puts on their own. So it looks like they have different haunted houses though. They have the captain's revenge, a cursed pirate plotted. Oh, sorry. It changed on me. It says a tempting and terrifying force has possessed those who once labored aboard this vessel against every warning. You descend into its dark underbelly in search of a captain who swore revenge on you. What grisly horror lurks around the next dimly lit corner? Creaks and groans fill the musty air. You're surrounded by what remains of the ill-fated crew. It's time to find a way out before they find permanent quarters for you. See, now that that doesn't sound that scary. No, I could do that. You could do this. You could do this one. I'm a pirate fan. Me too. I love pirates. And then we have... Although if I go in there, I'm going to be looking for Captain Jack, and I don't think he'll be at that one. He's not there. I don't think so. He is not there. Up the street, maybe. Yeah, then we have Beneath the Ice, and she <clears throat> looks so freaky in this picture that I'm looking at. It says, in the icy wilderness above the Arctic Circle, a research facility was lost, buried under snow, and cut off from the outside world. Something compelled you to join the rescue party, but doubt is creeping in. Was that laughter or the wind? 
The shiver you feel isn't from the cold. These chambers aren't just frozen tombs. They're pulsing the unspeakable horrors, and you'll have to stay frosty and alert to survive. I don't know. I don't know about that one. And then Dead Vines. She looks like she might be like, I don't know. Like Poison Ivy? Yeah. It says, something is stirring among the trees. A shiver runs down your spine. As you creep forward, one timid step at a time. Is this jungle alive or undead? There's an ominous force at work here, a merciless mistress of ivy and evil. She's poisoned these woods with an all-consuming appetite for visitors like you. Keep moving and find a way out before it's too late. So that sounds interesting. I feel like you could do all those. None of them are like, I could do those. Yeah. you know, werewolves and whatnot. Uh, and it's cool. This is the first hollow scream for SeaWorld. This is their yeah. very first year doing it. Awesome. And then they're going to have the, the spooktacular. The Halloween Spooktacular, which I've done that before. That's really just trick-or-treating. Yes. So, although I, I remember when they used to really go all out with Halloween, they used to really decorate up the park a lot. Um, that little bridge that goes from, you know, one side over to where the, um, where uh, Shamu Stadium is. Or now it's not Orca Stadium. They don't call it, They don't use Shamu anymore. Um, yeah, they just kind of no longer call any of them Shamu. They were all called Shamu mm-hmm. at one point. Even though they have real names, but you know, so, um, but you know, they used to have that all decorated with like skulls and bones and, you know what I mean? All the way across. It was really cool. So, cause I love Halloween. So it's just kind of funny. Um, and then do they have some other kind of festival as well? You said, yeah, they have the craft, uh, beer festival, which runs August 13th to September 12th. Okay. And any other festivals in the, in the fall? I know they have a food and wine, but I don't know if it's in the fall or if it's earlier in the year. Um, no, but they do have Electric Ocean that's running through September oh, okay. 6th, which is their nightly fireworks show. So it says, stay late all summer to immerse yourself in exotic worlds of light and music and experience your favorite SeaWorld attractions in a whole new way. So join playful, glowing sea creatures and world-class DJs for a family-friendly dance party beneath the waves. Then end the night with Ignite, a fireworks and fountain spectacular that brings the brilliance of the sea to the sky above. So that's we saw our fireworks show there last year, and it was um, even during um, COVID. They did a great job. Everyone yeah. was social distanced. Um, we were able to sit in the stadium where um, they used to do the the those water skis water skis shows yeah um i don't know what they use that for now they don't do that in the air anymore but yeah yeah, i don't think they use it for much other than doing like performances and stuff yeah so we we were were able to sit there so it was really nice people sat down on the stage itself and they had big circles they had big circles on the lawn for people to stay in Mm -hmm. so it was really done well yeah um and so we really enjoyed it It was nice it was the first and only fireworks i saw last year Mm -hmm. In fact, it's the first and only fireworks I've seen in two years. Yeah. Because I've not seen any fireworks this year. I only saw the fireworks in my town. That's it. So, yeah, they didn't have No, I lied. I did see the um, cinematic spectacular. So, yeah, I have not seen any fireworks other than those for two years. And I'm the fireworks girl, so this is killing me. Uh, But I'll get some next week. Next week. Yay, I'm so excited. I can't wait to uh, (laughs) watch Happily Ever After. I, I get to... Disney a few days before the 50th. So oh, I'm, nice. ho- so you'll I'm be hoping it, it won't be too crazy and I'll get to go. If anything, we're staying at Polynesian. So I'll get to see it from the beach. Um, 
So I'm, I'm excited to see that one more time. And then, of course, to see the brand new fireworks for the 50th. So I know. I'm super excited about that. Me too. And Epcot, I'm excited. I'm going to be there on the 2nd. Um, so I'm excited to see their show. So awesome. my plans have switched. I am now at Magic Kingdom on the 1st and Epcot on the 2nd. Hey, no. we'll see you there. Yeah, I, know. I, I know. there's. I know so many people that are gonna be there on the first. I'm like, I feel mm-hmm. kind of bad. Like I, my that's like our. I mean, we'll probably hop to Magic Kingdom other days. I'm gonna have to do that with the girls to get the rides out of the way. I think because I feel like the first is just gonna be crazy. Yeah, but I have so many people that are like, I'll see you on Main Street. I'm like, my poor children are just gonna be standing here watching me like meet up with all these people. Talk so with everybody, I'm just gonna have to like. Get those yeah, but they're going to want to see us. I know. Of course they will want to see. Be very excited about them. They, they want to like, see everyone. They're, you know, they're a little social. Maybe we'll actually get to do a ride yeah. with them. That would be fun. Yes, I know. I'm I'm curious to see how that whole day will go. <laughs> yeah. I don't have big like, plans of things. I, I think me either. I'm just kind of like. And so the fact of just being there is good. I want 50th merch. Same. And beyond that, and popcorn buckets. Yep. Um, beyond that. I have no aspirations for whatever. See the new show at night, and that's it. Just yeah. be there. And I'm there for research. You are? Yes. That's the only reason I'm going. Research. <laughs> no, seriously. I know. I believe you, but it's just funny. <laughs> yep. Because I had no plans on going. So. Well, I'm excited uh, you're going to be there. I talked into it by an owner of another agency. Oh. So, All right. And now she's still planning on going as of right now, but she's got some issues going on at home, so she might not be able to. So, Oh, no. Yeah. So hopefully hopefully it works out for her. But anywho, any other uh, other than the 50th, which we'll definitely be talking a lot about no, when we're there. Um, so excited. In fact, April and I may do a podcast that night when we get back to the room. I'm down for this. Maybe you just come to the Polynesian room and do it from there. We can do that. We could do that. Yeah, I'll just totally we'll, we'll we'll have to have as long a car as it's not midnight because we're going to be really really early to Epcot the next day. I know, same to get in line. What time does Epcot too. open? I don't, I don't know because they've been opening at eleven. I know, but I don't to know get in line for Ratatouille. I don't yeah, know. I know that, but I've also, of course, I know we don't like to say things that are rumors, but I have kind of heard some things about that possibly being a virtual queue. So I'll be interested to see if that I is. Hope, I, I hope so too. The new web slingers in Disneyland is a virtual. But then so again, I'm, what if like you can't get into it? Oh my gosh, this gives me anxiety. I, I would be, yeah, that would give me anxiety. So I kind of almost would rather just wait in line that day. <laughs> I uh, really want to ride it. Yeah. But we'll see. And it might be a one and done for me too. So we'll see. Yep. Yeah. Uh, for the time being, Epcot is still open at 11 on the 2nd. So we'll see. I'll be surprised if that doesn't change. Just kind of yeah. normal hours. For the first, yeah. even Magic yeah. Kingdom's nine to nine on the first. Yeah, I'm so. sure that that will change. I mean, I yeah. can't imagine nine o'clock. Bye, everyone. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, and, no, no, no. And with due diligence, we do have to say that uh, Disney has changed their mask policy again. Um, they are currently requiring uh, that you wear a mask anytime you are in a ride queue or inside a building or an attraction. Um, so that is for both vaccinated and non-vaccinated guests. Um, we do not know, you know, how long this will be for Disney just kind of makes these decisions fairly quickly and it's wham, bam, and you know, it's done. Um, Universal is suggesting that you wear a mask when indoors or in queues. 
that is their the wording that they're using is suggesting whether you are vaccinated or not vaccinated. And then April, do you have the wording for SeaWorld by any chance? Uh, so SeaWorld, and that includes SeaWorld Orlando, San Diego, San Antonio, Bush Gardens, Tampa Bay, and Bush Gardens Williamsburg are all saying that consistent with CDC guidance, we they recommend that guests wear facial coverings while indoors. So it's a recommendation. And the facial coverings that fit within CDC guidelines are considered the most appropriate for guests when experiencing the parks in indoor locations. And they reserve the right to require guests to remove and replace face coverings that are deemed offensive or tend to provoke, shock, or offend the community or any group. Hmm. That's interesting. Yes. So they are recommended. But who knows? That's as of today. As of tomorrow could be a whole nother animal. Who knows? Yes. So that's as of August 3rd. Mm-hmm. Okay. Any last minute thoughts on any of the fall things? Nope. Just super excited. Well, we do want to thank you all for your likes, shares, and subscriptions. Be sure to check out the YouTube page um, that April puts stuff up on. Um, I'm sure she'll have some new stuff going up sometime soon. Um, I do. There's and, some up there now. And um, the the blog uh, make sure you're checking out that, please. The Main Street to the World. Um, if you follow the Main Street to the World uh, website, um, you can see the podcast, the the blog, and the YouTube channel right there. Um, you can also catch some, uh, especially with the the podcast and the YouTube. Uh, you can see announcements on the Main Street to the World Facebook page. So if you're not sure when we come out. Go ahead and check on there. We usually have an announcement. I will confess that last week's news, I didn't get the announcement up in time, but we were traveling. So that's part of why. And then, but it was still launched. Um, And then uh, we have our weekly podcast that airs every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern time. And then we try to get up our, uh, our, what do you call those? The supplier showcases on the first Thursday of every month. So, um, obviously we're not going to have one for this August because we didn't have one, but we will hopefully have one for that. We can actually put up a little bit later in this month and then hopefully we'll be back on the first for, uh, that. Um, but we do want to thank you all. We appreciate your time. And, uh, if you have suggestions, please email us at info at travelcnc.com. And we all wish you a great night. And that wraps up another exciting episode of the Main Street to the World podcast, your gateway to the wonders of travel. We hope you've enjoyed this exploration of new destinations and unique experiences. If you're ready to embark on your own unforgettable journey, remember that Coasts and Castles Travel is here to make your dreams And that wraps up another exciting episode of the Main Street to the World podcast, your gateway to the wonders of travel. We hope you've enjoyed this exploration of new destinations and unique experiences. If you're ready to embark on your own unforgettable journey, remember that Coasts and Castles Travel is here to make your travel dreams a reality. Whether you're seeking the magic of theme parks, the luxury of exotic getaways, or the thrill of cruising, our expert team has you covered. Visit our website at www.travelcnc.com to discover a world of travel possibilities. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode filled with travel tips, 
destination highlights, and inspiring stories. Feel free to connect with us on social media. We're under Main Street to the World on both Facebook and Instagram. And that wraps up another exciting episode of the Main Street to the World podcast, your gateway to the wonders of travel. We hope you've enjoyed this exploration of new destinations and unique experiences. And this sucks. And that wraps up another exciting episode of the Main Street to the World podcast your gateway to the wonders of travel. We, we hope that you've enjoyed this exploration of new destinations and unique experiences. April, Whitney, and I certainly thank you for listening today. If you're ready to embark on your own unforgettable journey, remember that Coasts and Castles Travel is here to make your travel dreams a reality. Whether you're seeking the magic of theme parks, the luxury of exotic getaways, or the thrill of cruising, our expert team has you covered. Visit our website at www.travelcnc.com to discover a world of travel possibilities. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode filled with travel tips, destination highlights, and inspiring stories. Feel free to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Main Street to the World to share your thoughts, experiences, and suggestions for future episodes. Thank you for tuning in to Main Street to the World. Until next time, keep exploring, keep adventuring, and keep making memories all around this incredible planet of ours. Safe travels, all!